Ladies, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Tuned In with the TKB Report. I'm your host, K. Langevine, and today's guest is one of Jersey's own, uh, on his way to legendary status, uh, came up through the ranks, you know, from, you know, partly my hometown, you know, Irvington, you know, I got roots in Irvington, born and raised in North, you know what I mean? Got time spent in Irvington. You know, this brother came up from the GK Knights to, I believe, Bailey Elliott High School. Yeah. And then he went on to college to do some great things and ended up in the league. Every little kid's dream. Uh, went through some trials and tribulations, but he's on his way back. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome to the show, Mr. Kareem. Huggins. <laughs> you know. what's, what's going on, man? How, how's everything going? Hey, man. Listen, man. I'm out here trying to make it like everybody else, man. I hear you, man. Thank you for having me on the show, man. Just hey, man. Listen, glory, man. listen man. Thank you, for, thank you for joining me, man. You yeah. know what I mean? You are... I forget what number guest you are, man, but every guest is special. You know what I mean? And this go. one this is, this one is endeared to me because, you know... I. Everybody loves a comeback story. Yeah. And uh, you know, we've we spoken off the air quite a bit. Uh you you've you you've shared with me some of your 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 trials and tribulations and some of your your goals uh trying to get back to you know your your prominence. Um so you know, I did a little bit of an intro. I just want you to tell the people, you know, uh a little bit about yourself, man. I I mentioned GK and all that. I want you to tell the people your how you rose from, you know, a kid in Irvington, all the way to, you know, the National Football League, man. Well, yeah, man, just just coming from Irvington, man. Well, I was I was born in North, and my, fam my family's from North, but I moved to Irvington. And uh, just coming up in, in the Irvington Golden Knights, Pop Warner, uh, man, that's just, that's just a, a program that just puts out athletes and just produces kids that are respectful, you know, um, kids that, you know, they teach us how to work, teach us about character, teach us about pride, teaching us about teamwork and so I grew up you know playing for the old Irvington Golden Knights and just kind of one of the littlest kids on the littlest kids on the team but just had a bunch of fire a bunch of fire really just thought I was a lot bigger than what I was you know like I was a short, a short kid like I said smaller than probably everybody else but it, you know in, in my mind I was bigger bigger than the biggest kid so started off at Irvington the Golden Knights and um after that just playing um I got you know um, opportunity to go play at Bailey Elder High School in Madison, New Jersey, and so that whole that whole um, dynamic was a lot different because you know coming from Irvington, New Jersey, uh, to go to you know Bailey Elder in Madison, New Jersey, that was a whole nother a whole nother experience for me. So um, after that, going went to play on at Hofstra University. Um, when I got there, my my thing was you know there was so many good athletes that I I wanted to play right away. So I, I played as a freshman, started punt return, kick return, uh, played really well, played all four years as a played all four years from freshman on, and uh, as a senior did really well. And um, after that, it just just really just growing in the Lord, praying, believed God to play in the NFL. Went to went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a tryout guy. I was it was uh, six guys there, six other backs were ahead of me per se. And I was just a tryout guy, but I just went down there just with that Irvington toughness and just believe that the Lord had me in a place 
or had me in that place for a reason, end up, you know, um, first being um, a tryout guy to end up splitting time to start running back my second year, man. So it's just, it's been a journey of just people just kind of, or just being the smallest guy and just having to prove myself and having to work harder than a lot of other people. But, you know, God does things for a reason. So I'm, I'm really grateful for the things that I've gone through, you know, so. Well, shout out, shout out to GK, GK all day. Shout yeah, out to the Steele family, uh, Mr. Steele, Mr. Steele. Um, I, I, I love him like my own parents. Um, shout out yeah. to Kyle. It's one of my, you know, best friends, you know, part business partner now. Shout out to Doc, uh, you know, shout out to, you know, that, that, that whole program. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to show you the, the clips that, that I had of, of you and, um, uh, in the league, uh, and, this is going to be kind of funny, but you know, and shout out to everybody who's tuned in right now. For those of you who know me, those of you who don't, I'm K. Dylan You know, this is uh, you're now tuned in with the TKB Report, uh, and today's host is uh, Kareem Huggins. <clears throat> Looking at that footage, like you fast as hell, right? So, <laughs> pe people who run that fast, people who run that fast, right? They either running from something, or they running to something, uh, and and I don't mean it literally, like in a metaphoric way. Like, like, what is it about the game? What is it about the sport that drew you to it? Uh, and and where did that passion and that desire and that drive uh, come from? Uh, to me, just growing up, man, I think I think coming from where I'm from, Irvington, New Jersey, it's 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 not the it's not the nicest environment. It could be it, it, it's there's some challenges Absolutely. in that environment. So. Um, by God's grace, a lot of stuff, a lot of times, I, w I would say I it was a little bit of both. I was running towards something and trying to want to stay away from something else. You know, I was uh, coming from Irvington. I was, uh, you know, my friends, we were all, you know, doing the wrong thing here and there. But um, I just believe that what God put inside me was bigger than what anybody could tell me. Like, I just believe God gave me the dream to get to the NFL. And I saw the NFL as an opportunity to help my family out, help my mom out, help my sisters out, you know, like, uh, my, you know, my, my, my parents were together for a short time. And so, you know, they got into it a little bit, got some fights here and there. And my, my mind was, you know, I can help my mom and help my sister. Um, you know, if I go after this dream, go after this vision, I believe the Lord gave me. So I was really just trying to run to get to the NFL to help my family, just help my sister. Um, and also, you know, like I said, it was, it was gangs and, you know, people doing the wrong things. And I, I, I did, I did some of the wrong things too, but I felt like if I, if I get to that vision, I, if I, if I, you know, work hard and run toward that vision, then it, it'll take me out of some of these situations that I was, you know, faced with, you know, and not to say that I didn't want to be faced with them, but you know, when you got a goal, you know, it takes precedence over, you know, going, hanging with your friends, going to fight, you know, it takes precedence over, um, going to want to be in a game, you know, like it, it just, when I saw the opportunity that what that, you know, football could provide by God's grace, I just was like, man, I need to run to that place and I need to get there. And so in one, in essence, I was running toward there, but I was also running away from the things that, you know, like I said, my parents, my parents, you know, my, you know, get into fights, argue. And I, you know, my mind said, man, I want to help my mom. I want to put my sisters in a better place. So just, just kind of running from, the streets in a sense, you know, like I wanted to do that stuff, but I also thought that that wouldn't help my family out. That wouldn't help my mom out. That wouldn't help my, 
my uh my situation in a sense. So well 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 I'm gonna tell you, it's um it's another brother here, one of my, you know, best friends, my man Dev. Anybody who need an L photographer, Divine One Photo. Uh but you know, he from Irvington. I'm from okay. born in North, lived in Irvington, he was yeah. born in East North. Like we all kind of had a similar have a similar background yeah. uh, if you grew up in this area. And um there was there was something about like speaking to you, and now I know because I don't think you got too in depth with it. But now I know like yeah, the focus was was way way different now. Is is it's uh yeah. is it's laser focus when you yeah. when you got a goal in mind that is bigger than yourself. Right. You know right. what I mean. So uh, when did you know? Right. Like did you always know? Because I spoke to some of your coaches, and <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what Doc said. Matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you what Doc and Doc, Kyle said. Doc's yeah. my guy. That was my coach. That was my guy. That was a, he's my pop one coach. Kyle was he Kyle was always helping, but he's with the big guys too. You know what I mean? Doc was my guy. I don't know if it was one or both. It might have been both. Say, yo. I asked him, I said, yo, tell me a little bit about Kareem. They say, yo, the first time I seen Kareem play, I knew he was gonna be special. I said, like, <laughs> like, like league special. They said it didn't shock me at all. It didn't surprise me at all. Doc said you don't you don't chip them up a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll get it we'll we'll get into that later yeah. on. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But but tell me was tell me the influence that the coaches had on you that made you believe that it was possible. And before you even say that, did you always think it was possible for you to get to that point? I mean, to be honest, like to be Clear, clear. I, I, I can say this in the beginning. I, I, I enjoyed playing football, but there was some other stuff that I wanted to do. I thought about doing, but football was something that became easy, and not say easy, but it's something that I, I'm a laid back kid. I was a laid back kid, and so on the field, that just became comfortable for me. You know, like it just became really comfortable for me. But um, you know, like th those guys really, um, like Doc, I would say Doc really poured into me. And I, I, like I said, I was a smaller guy, but he poured into me. And people poured into me. It made me think I was bigger than what I was. Mm. And I, I, I could also say that I believe me, I wanted to play in the NFL so bad. I believe that, you know, at the time I didn't know, but I know the Lord gave me that vision, the, 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 the dream to play in the NFL. But at the time, it just seemed so real to me. Like, it just, I had a Cowboys locker. I was a Cowboys fan. I had a Cowboys locker. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Cowboys locker. I had a Cowboys leather jacket. I had Emerson of Jersey. But it wasn't just necessarily because I was a fan. It's because, okay, I'm going to be there soon. So let me just I'm, – I'm getting my mind prepping for what's to come. You know, yeah. like, that that was my mindset. And I, I felt like it wasn't too big for me, you know. And, like, a lot of people say, like, you know, did you have to – I, I, I shouldn't say that. Not that I didn't think I would get there. It's just that I just believe that that dream was so real to me that I began to – I went from playing on the streets with my friends and, and playground and on the field tackle to like, all right, listen, in high school and a little bit before high school, like, all right, man, I ain't trying to get hurt in high school because I, I got to get to the league. I got I to gotta be good in high school so I can be good in college so I can do well to make it to the NFL. Like, you know, so my mindset was, was on making it to the NFL that I began to start to believe that place, believe that place to the point where it's like, man, Listen, I don't care if you think I'm too small. I don't care if you if I'm if I'm not fast enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna prove what you say wrong. 
Like, I'm, I'm going to go work hard. I'm going to run a hill. I'm going to go. And so that place became real to me, you know. So it, it, it was just, it's just, I, I began to believe that place. I believe that place that God put inside my heart. And so people poured into my dream, like Doc, the Stills, all of them. So, so you talk about that hill. We were on the hill the other day. Yeah. Uh, talk, talk about the significance of that hill. Like what that hill meant to you other than helping you get in shape. Man, I, if I could say that, that hill to me is like, I, I would say a lot of that, a lot of time, that hill was something that took away, uh, took away something, but it added something. I, I, what I mean by that is that like, when, when somebody said I couldn't do something, I went to that hill and I made sure I, I it was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Like if I ain't fast enough, you know, like I, I can say there was, a, there was a run I had when I was in high school. I was running and I got ran. I wasn't the biggest. I was running and a guy caught me. And I'm like, man, I, I feel like I, I'm, it, it embarrassed me. Like I, a lot of times I can say like a lot of stuff embarrassed me. I get embarrassed easy. Mm. Or like I, I remember going to do uh, the bench and I was only able to do 95 pounds. I'm like, man, that's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. So a lot of times even when I was just going through my, my parents arguing, my dad kind of like going, you know, they got physical, like abuse. Like I went to that hill and that hill relieved some of the things that, cause it's like, if I get to this hill, it's going to help me get to the NFL. If I get to this hill, I could, I could relieve. I'm, I, I ran, I ran up the hill in tears. Like, listen, I got I got to get there. I got to help my mom out. Like I gotta, I gotta make it. I can't, I can't sit here and um, just, just wait on somebody else. Wait on something. No, nah, I need it. I need to work. So it, it, it relieved some things and it added something. It added the, the, it added some fire. It added the, it added speed. It added strength. It added uh, more hunger. It's like the hunger, the, the hit was just like, man, I got to go eat here. I got to eat. I got to, I'm hungry. Like I'm hungry. I got to, I got to make it because people are dependent on me. And, and now I understand like, you know, the Lord allowed me to go through things, those things on purpose. And essentially I wasn't, I, I wasn't trying to run to, football i was really trying to run to jesus christ with that was really just relieve everything you know what i mean but at the time when i was in that place that hill was something that was just a steady thing that i can go help me get to that dream a steady thing that i that would add to um when i got in that field so it was like when it was time for me to get in that field i ran the hill so much that in my mind it's just like you can't stop me like I, I don't work too hard my mom o over here going through like you can't stop me and so that hill added so much confidence push-ups added so much confidence you know like to face whatever and so that that hill I, I ran that thing in the rain like i ran that thing with tears in my eyes so you you talk about being embarrassed and like i've been an athlete all my life i've been a coach for close to 20 yeah. years and the one thing i always the one thing i always push like with my kids with the kids you know the, the guys i coached is like, no matter what's going on, if you prepare yourself, you got a shot. You know what I mean? And if you prepare yourself, the game is easy. I'm a wrestling coach. The match is easy. If you study for the test, the test is easy. Yeah. Talk about the breakthrough that you can remember where running that hill and doing those push-ups and, 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 and doing the prep work before the game. Talk about a play that it clicked to you like... Mm -hmm. If I want the world to be mine, if an opportunity presents itself, I got it. Talk about that one play. So I, I, I can say, <laughs> I, I told you, I, I, I can tell you 
multiple plays that I was embarrassed. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> multiple plays that I got embarrassed or multiple plays that, that made me feel like I wasn't there yet. Yeah. And so I, I could say, like, once I began to really run the hill, do push-ups, and I started changing, like, you know, growing as a kid, like growing, getting strong. And I went to school in Madison. Those kids were lifting heavy weights. Those, those kids were lifting heavy weight. They were moving weight where, where I was from. Like, kids weren't lifting weights. They were yeah. just nice. They were just, they were just athletic. They were just athletic. Yeah. But, like, I, I began to think to myself, like, what if I added this and added that? What if I was really good athletic, but I added the the, the weights to it? And so my ju my sophomore year, I began to do well. But my junior year, when I, I ran track also, and I got on the field, and it's just like, this is easy. Like, you know, like I, I and even now, like I'm a, my, my wife would tell you, like, I'm a, I'm a routine person. Like, I wake up in the morning, I eat my breakfast. I, I believe in preparation, preparing, preparing for what God has me. I prepare uh, strategically. And um, this God I listen to, he passed away, but he said, a vision creates discipline. And mm. all I have to do with pre preparation of when God gives you a vision, you begin to prepare strategically. There's no wasted movements. And so at some point, I, I began to get in the field and everything that I, all the work that I had put in, it started, it started getting easier. Like I, I, I scored a touchdown. I scored one, one time and it's like, okay, that wasn't bad. I, I ran by another kid so fast. It was like, okay, you know, so it was one game. I, I, I could say I scored a touchdown and called it back. I said, okay, I just felt, I, I felt so in shape. Like, okay, I'm gonna do it again. Scored another time. I scored two touchdowns and like, and my head is like, I could score five. If I could score five, I could score ten. Like that that's just because I believe like, listen, I've had those embarrassing moments that really hurt my feelings and that I didn't want to feel no more. That I began to work, do push ups, do sprints, uh run up the hill. I began to go I I would go to school in the morning. I would lift with my I would, I would go to school, I would lift with my high school team, catch the train home, go to track practice, and then I would go to the gym afterwards. Because my mindset is I got to get to the NFL, and I ain't, I ain't there yet. I ain't good yet. I ain't good yet. Somebody else in Texas is probably, is probably better than me, so I got to work. So a lot of times, yes, it was plays that I noticed or games I noticed that I did well, but it was more so like I got to be great, and I ain't there yet. So, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's just kind of how I really began to think I need to be better. I need to be great, you know? So your ceiling, there is no ceiling. Like, you, you, nah. you took the ceiling off, so you – as Michael Jordan said, the ceiling is the roof. Goofy <laughs> shit. But anyway, listen. So, all right. So, in high school, in Belly Yellow, different type of competition. You, yep. you, shout out to Black, shout out to Kids. Um, so, and Murph. Oh, shit, Murph was good. So now, so now you are, what's the recruitment process? You know what I mean? When did you know that, you know, college was a, was, was a, was a thing for you? Well, like that, like, like just, I would say I began to prepare as even, even, even when I, as a freshman, like somebody told me, Hey, listen, um, you got to get your grades right. Because if you True. get your grades right, the higher your GPA, the lower you can get on the SAT score. So like, they told me the same thing, bro. <laughs> I took the mean? SATs so like, one time yeah, and one so, time only. Cause the college coach said, listen, man, if you get, a certain number on the SATs, you ain't got to worry about it. I took it one time, got it, and I was good. But anyway, got it. Right, right. So, I mean, I was, like I said, in Pot Warner, I believe that my dream was to make it to the NFL. So I was preparing 
Now at a young age, I figure if I get a, a good GPA by the time I'm year, <laughs> I get that low SAT score. It's like, I, you know what I mean? Like, so I was really like, when it came when it came to colleges, I, I would say like my thing was, don't worry about it. If if you put that work in, they'll come. They'll like, come. Don't worry about it. If you, if you, and you know, I I was a I was a big Florida State guy, so I, I wanted to go to Florida State. So I'm I'm working because I want to get to Florida State. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I went to Hofstra, and the Lord knows. But the thing was is. As a freshman in high school, I was preparing freshman, sophomore, junior year because my goal is to make it to the NFL. So uh, colleges started coming, and I played deep. I played running back and defensive back. Honestly, Kurt, like, I didn't even think I was that good at running back. I was just having fun. Like, I was just kind of having fun. I, I put so much working on defense that I was like, man, I'm, I'm going go to I'm gonna D1 for at cornerback. You know what yeah. I mean? Running back, I was just having silly, being silly, having fun, like just shaking – Running touchdown. It was natural. Was like, yeah, yeah. It was like, natural. Playground. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But I could tell you, my freshman year, I went to Essence Catholic, and I, my dad made me go against this dude that was a senior, and Kurt, he smoked me. He burnt me on a on a fade. I was a. What year was this? Uh, I want to say it was like, like I was a freshman. I graduated I, probably like two thousand and one, two thousand two. I, I graduated from Essence Catholic. Yeah, a while so, back, but you know, they had a they had a dog there, and he he burnt me. So that my my freshman year, I was like, it ain't happening again. I was working out with college dudes. I was running the hill. I was doing so much because he embarrassed me. I went home. My I went home on a ride home. I was tearing in the car in the back because that hurt my feelings, and that let me know that I wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so when it was time for college to come, it's just like, all right, it's time to go. Like this is all a part of the process. You know, college is coming. You know, you get the letters as a junior, that's cool. But then schools start coming into your schools start coming to your to my high school colleges, and the crazy part about it is that they didn't really care what type of athlete I was. They care what type of character, how my character was. So they were going to my teachers asking me, "Hey man, how's Kareem? I know he can play, but how's Kareem?" And I was just like, "Dag, you know." But I I thank God that you know my parents raised me to have respect, um, and I I was kind of just a laid back kid that I ain't really. You know, I ain't really, I ain't really, you know, do anything crazy there, you know. So, but college was just another, college was, it was an interesting um, dynamic. Hofstra came, they said, listen, we want you to come here. Hey, I mean, if I tell you what they did, if I tell you, like, you know, how they, the analogy they put, they probably get a joke. But, like, nah, Hofstra was where I saw when I was a kid with the Hofstra when Raheem was at Hofstra. And so, right here from Irvington as well, right? right used to live around well. the corner from him. Shout out, yeah. yo, yo, doing what's good, man. We got to talk. Uh, yo, said I went to Essence Catholic in 1945, it was like 1946, get it right. Okay. But, um, listen, the um, so going to Hofstra, right? Yeah, you don't really hear about Hofstra is not a big time football program, Hofstra is yeah. not on anybody's map. I don't even know what league conference Hofstra is in yeah so talk about what what the dynamic was in terms of getting looks for the NFL while going to a smaller college smaller university that's not on that ACC Big Ten Big 12 like talk about how what, what type of pressure that was going to that school knowing what your vision was knowing what your goal was how much harder you had to work and how many more, how many more challenges you had to face in order to uh to to get through to that so uh going to like i went to 
I wanted a, a recruiting visit to Hofstra, and I could have, I could have, you know, gone to some other recruiting visits. But like I said, Ra went there. I kind of had an idea what it was, but I knew I was going to Hofstra D one AA, which is kind of which is smaller than a Rutgers or somewhere else. Yeah. But yeah, my my encouragement was one that the Jets practice on our facility, so the mm. Jets practice and having training camp on our facility is my mind. I can see where I want to be. You know what I mean? I got my Absolutely. eyes on the place that I want to get to. And also, when I went there, I had guys like Marcus Colston that played for the Saints, Steve Bowen, Will Colon, my, my my brothers. Like, they were at the time, I didn't know them, but they were in there lifting weights, looking like animals, looking like dogs. And so, when the head coach's time, he uh, passed away. But he, his thing was, hey, listen, we get you here and we practice like pros. I'm going to prepare you guys for, for the pros. So, in my mind, it's like, all right, let's go. Like, you know, like, it, you know, I had some other schools that looking at me, but my mom was pregnant with my sister, so I didn't want to go too far. And Absolutely. He said, hey, he preparing us to be pros in the, in the Jets right there. Like, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's, that, allowed, that struck me to go there. But just going there, the vision, the dream of going to the NFL was so close that I couldn't – I tell the kids, listen, you only got a little bit of time for this thing. So you, your, your mistakes got – your, your uh, moves got to be calculated. So when I was – when I was at Hofstra, a lot of us who got there that rook that my freshman year, we kind of had chip on our shoulders. Like, man, listen, we supposed to, I'm supposed to be supposed to be at Clemson right now. I'm supposed to be at Florida State right now. You know what Alabama, I mean? Alabama, like, all that. Yeah. yeah like, it, but those the, the Hofstra is the one that showed us love. So like, we we gonna come here, and we gonna let people know what what's Hofstra about. You know, we gonna let people know who we are, and that we gonna get to the league. We gonna you know it don't matter what school we at. And so, I think. From the moment I got there, going to Hofstra and seeing the Jets right there, I came there with so hungry to play, so hungry to play with those older guys that I didn't want to wear shirt, red shirt. I was like, my friends make fun. They say, "Hey, Reem, you always be do, you you uh you always used to go to the pool and do push-ups under the pool." And I, it was because like after practice, I would go, I would go to practice, I would watch film, and then I would go to the pool and run in the pool, run in the pool, run in the, with the football, everything because I was preparing. What I the NFL as you, a person, as a which which you can see, like you can reach out and touch it. Yeah, right. I, after class, I will walk to the my dorm room and watch the, the New York Jets practice. So it's right there. I could t- almost touch it. Yeah. So it's like so many guys got there, and when they got there, they relaxed. They started drinking. They started smoking. They started doing X, Y, and Z. It's like yo, like listen, my mom at home, my sisters at home. I'm right here. Like, yeah. it's real. I'm yeah. right there. And so, in my mind, is just like, one, I was a freshman. I was a smaller guy. They had other guys that were bigger than me. You know, like, other guys that were, you know, one, one of my guys, he, he was came in as a, a big dude already. And so, I wasn't the strongest. I wasn't the strongest and I wasn't the biggest. So, my mind, Reem, you ain't that good enough. You ain't good yet. You got work. You got to work harder. So, I, I spent a lot of time um, going, go, lifting, lifting weights, trying to be, be stronger than the strongest, um, running, and afterwards going to the pool doing extra. And then it was cool. Like I had, I was in the pool one day, and I saw Thomas Jones come in there from the Jets. He was on the Jets at the time. Thomas Jones walked in like just swole, like what's going on, bro? And I just to see him coming in and work, and I'm working. It's like all right, I'm on the right, I'm on the yeah. right path. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. But but again, I I, I just didn't take no I didn't take nothing for granted and I didn't think I made it yet. So being at Hofstra, man, I remember I, I think the last game of the season, um everybody, you know, everybody excited. 
last game, then when the game over, everybody crying, you know, like they sad and they they sad they leaving. And and if my mom like, man, it's time to go. Like <laughs> I, I, I done went hard. I done went hard. I went hundred miles an hour. I went I went to practice. I went to class. You I did everything hard. right. I did every, yeah, I did it. It's time to go. My yeah. mom waiting. Like, you know what I'm saying? My family yeah. waiting. Like yeah. and so and then it, it was only to like to one of my boys. Man, was like, man, I miss you. that's when I kind of started getting a little, a little emotional. But yeah. in my mind, like, listen, we about to go to the league right now. Like, we ain't got to worry about eat. We we ain't got to worry about our uh, meal our, plans our, and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't got to struggle in the in the dorm room. Our job is done. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. we finished it. It's time to go. Right. But some of the people who didn't take advantage of the opportunity and wasted time. They probably feel like, man, dad, I wish I had longer. Nah, not me. I'm good. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, so you you at Hofstra, it's yeah. over, right? Yeah. What's next now? Tell me, tell me about like, were you, were you drafted? Were you drafted free agent? Like, like, what was that process like? So, so I was uh, so right out of college, I was um, I had, <laughs> I walked, but I had to take another class because. Again, I was, I was, I think my junior, senior year, and I was telling the kids, listen, I tell the kids that I'll be helping out. Listen, if, if you go on the field, when you go on the field, you don't let nobody stop you. But when you go off that field, you can't let yourself stop you by hmm. not taking care of grades or not, uh, or, or getting yourself in the wrong thing. So, like, my, my, my like, junior, senior year, I, I kind of, my grades started acting up, but I, I got it right. And um, at the time, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. I started waking up in the morning. You know, running. Me and my boys started running in the morning. We we uh we would leave class and then go to uh Parisi Speed School. Yeah. Uh, do that and um that whole time, it was like the draft was coming up. The draft was coming up, and when the draft was coming up, or, or not only the draft, but my pro day that we had, we had a pro day at Hofstra. It's like okay, well, when that pro day come, I'm go I'm going to show out. Like, and the the weeks before, I'm I'm more I wouldn't say nervous, but I'm more I'm more anxious the weeks before and months before because every move has to be calculated or yeah. even have to take advantage of my opportunity. So I was really trying to go 100 miles an hour doing that, you know, preparing, preparing. My agent was like, hey, listen, Reem, you want a 4-3? You'll get drafted. So I'm like, all right. I mean, college, when I first got to college, I ran a 4-4. Then my senior, I ran a 4-3-3. So my agent's like, yo, you run a 4-3, you're going to get drafted. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, say, say no more. Like, I, I was just... I was preparing 100 miles, and I had other guys that were like my boy Kyle. Kyle was a dog. He played for the Patriots and the, the Bucks. He was fast from down south. But just preparing, preparing. When a pro day came, my agent said, You run a 4 3, you're going to get drafted. I ran a 4 2 8. I jumped 41 and a half. I, I, I did a 225, 24 times, and I didn't get drafted. And it's just like, man, like, I just, I, I was, I was kind of like crushed. I got a call from the Eagles, maybe a call from the Bills, a workout with the Bills. And I didn't get signed. And so that whole year was like, all right, Lord, I believe that you gave me a dream to play in the NFL. I was working out, working out, working out. And then, like, I really started to believe that the Lord started to move my life in 2008, where I started praying more. Lord, speak to me more. Help me. I believe in what you show me. I'll, I'll, I will, I was at, I had moved home from Hofstra to my mom's house back home. And so I, I would go to Union High School, run the field, run, run, and sprint, just preparing for this place that I believe yeah. still I would get to. And I, afterwards, I was just on my knees crying, like, Lord, help me. Like, I know what you showed me. And people saying, well, why don't you go, go, go be a teacher, go, go do construction, go just go do something. It's like, nah. Like, I listen to too many adults sometimes say, 
man, when I was your age, I wish I would have did that. And I'm like, no, I'm not living. I'm not going to live with no regret. I'm going to go 100 miles an hour at what I believe the Lord put inside me. Started going to church, reading the Bible. Lord, speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. And then uh, I met a blind man. And uh, the blind, that blind man ended up knowing somebody else that was on a on that a friend of his knew somebody else was on a Jets coaching staff. That Jets coaching staff guy went down to the Bucks in um, the next year, which was January. Uh, then Raheem became the the the, the uh, Buccaneers head coach. He was a head coach, guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rob yeah. became the head coach of the Bucks, and then the guy who I was connected to knew the guy that was on the Bucks, and then told Raheem about me. Raheem called me that next if 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 I had the I had the pro day in March. The next January, Rob said, hey, Reem, you in the shape? I said, hello? He said, Reem, this is Rob. Hey, get on the plane, get down here, we'll get you signed. I'm like, let's go, Lord. Let's go. Yeah. I'm preparing, like, yeah. working, 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 working out, training. I went down to Tampa Bay. I went on a tryout, and they had some other guys there. After the tryout, they say, all right, Reem, we'll give you a contract. So I, I signed the contract. They sent me home just to kind of pack my stuff. I got yeah. home to my mom's crib. I sat in the bed and she's like, Reem, what happened? I'm like, man, they signed me. I just in tears, like, man, like, they signed me. Like, you know, like, I believe in God for this place. Like, and so, so you I know, went down here and just went went hard. Like, just it was it was just a blessing just to sit out and persevere and believe God and believe God and even my own self kind of get a little uneasy, but I believe God and then met a blind man and this man and then Ross said, Yo, okay. Hello? He said, yeah, this is Rob. I'm like, all right, what's up, Rob? All right, well, well, give me one second. This is uh, Tyler Perry. My bad, yo, Tyler Perry called me. He want to um, he wanna do a, a movie on your, on your story because he was he got one of his assistants tuning in and shit. He said he want to um, do a movie. So, so listen, uh, they always say if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. You know you what I mean? That's, yeah. what, that's what I always believe. So here go the amazing thing. You get to the league, right? Yeah. Through God's grace, you get to the league, and you are experiencing some some success. Yeah. And then what happens? Man, so I got to the league in uh, my rookie year. I made the, I made the active roster last couple games, and then my second year, I end up uh, split time with started, like balling, you know, like I had playing – Played against the Steelers. Played against the uh, what the uh, the Browns. I mean, got some carries against the Saints. So as I I was, you know, it was cool just to have. They had like a Huggy package, like they called me Huggy. So I had packages specifically for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I went to it was I went to go I went to like some I went to go to some store and like the guy was like, hey man, I know you are. I got I got you on my fantasy. And I'm like, man, that's cool. That's crazy. And so yeah, that's crazy. And uh, I got I got the mat and I was on the Madden. So, I was playing against the Saints, and I uh, got some good runs. Was feeling real good. Uh, I had a I had an out route. Josh threw me. Josh Freeman was the quarterback. He threw Damn. me out. True. And uh, caught the ball, and the Saints linebacker hit my knee only. And I went down. Like I, it was it was it was it was when I went down, I was fine. And everybody, you know, the doctors came over, and the Saints like, "Yo, Reem, come on, get up!" Like as if they knew me. Like as if something was wrong. And mind you, my boy Marcus Coaston was on the team. So he's like, Reem, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And so the the the, the trainers went out to the field. And as they went out to the field and they, they messed with my knee, they're like, um, hey, Reem, you want a cart? Huggy, you want a cart? I'm like, no, nah, I'm fine. I just walk it off. I'm good. And so 
And he said, you sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure. And so when I got to the sideline, it felt like somebody shot me in the knee. Like, it felt like somebody shot me, and it started to burn. And I'm like, man, get the cart. Get the cart. Like, I don't know what's wrong. Like, something was wrong. Yeah. And I got inside. Um, they sent me on the x-ray. And um, as I was on the table, uh, my knee was burning. And I don't know what was up. I didn't know what was up. And they told me, they ended up telling me that I tore my ACL, MCL meniscus. And then I just started, like, I just started crying. I just That's, I, the, I, that's I, the big three, the ACL, the MCL, and the meniscus. Yeah, wow. like, I, I just, I got to the side, I got inside, and um, I just started tearing. And it wasn't even because my knee was hurting. It's just because, my Lord, man, I just went through so much. And, to get um, here. Yeah, yeah. Well, so much to get there that I just, it crushed me. I, I went from being a tryout to, well, sitting out to tryout to now, playing you know earning money help my family like to to like just getting hurt and having i i, I had lost so much energy i couldn't i couldn't even take my clothes off yeah. my, my pads they like, really take your pads i'm like nah i can't move but, yeah, yeah but i'm a, but i'm gonna tell you so how old are you i'm 34 34 check this out yeah i firmly believe and i believe this from experience like all of the and hopefully there are no kids watching yeah. this, right? <laughs> so you got, like, shit and dirt go together because the shit fertilizes and then things grow from that, right? <laughs> yeah. So with all that you've been through to get to that point, you're prepared now at this point to make the comeback because you yeah. know what it is to grind. You know what it is to be yeah. hungry. You know what it is to, to, to have those feelings and emotions. You know what it is to, to, to be at the bottom, have to work your way up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which leads us to the next phase, which is going to be the best phase. So, yeah. you know, now you, you are in the position. You are in, you are in the process of doing what now? So I, I mean I I, I got your analogy, um, <laughs> and it, it makes sense. It makes sense. But uh, I, I I can say this: uh, the what what I what I hold dear is the the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But before that, before that particular clause, it says Paul says I've been hungry and I've been well fed. I've been a base and I've been abound. And he, then he says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So like I I, I done been through so much. Like I, I done. I done got injured. I, I went home after, after my injury. I was just after my injury. I had so I had complications. They said my knee was healing too fast. And I'm just like, what? Like my knee is healing. Too, it the scar is building back up too fast. I had I had a number of different complications. Just is healing too fast, and um, they don't understand. It's just like what? Then a the lockout came. Uh, my dad had cancer, and, and just battled with cancer. Battled with cancer. And just to go, I had to, I moved from Tampa back home with my mom. And I just see my dad just, just the life just being, and it was just like, man, like, Lord, like, this is, this is tough. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'm going through some stuff. I'm going through some stuff. So, I mean, just, 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 like I said, moved back with my mom and then was at, at that place for a while and just going through a number of different situations that, you know, at, at this point I'm married and I have a wife that I love and I, 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 I just preparing for what God has for me with my wife and just so much of what I've been through that, you know, I had a workout recently, a private workout, 
and um, doing a private workout, you know, before the workout, everybody kind of sitting down and sitting down and chilling before the workout. And I'm like, yo, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, I, I, I done sat too long. I sat too long. I sat too long. I've been preparing. God has, has been preparing me every step of the way from the injury to now that I'm better than I was before I even Absolutely. Hurt. I'm better now. Like, I did, I did 315 on one leg. Like, I'm better now. Like, you know, I've gotten stronger and faster. And I got wisdom. I got the Holy Ghost. Like, I'm better now. So, like, I, I, I went to this workout, and the guys, they, like, you know, um, that we were going over some bags, some, some ba and the bags were higher than normal. But they, like, hey, man, these bags too high. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, 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 they need to have better bags. And in my mind, listen, listen, bro. I got kicked off fields in, 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 uh, in towns because I was working and they didn't want me to go to field. Listen, I almost ain't eat some nights. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I want to take care of my wife. You, you, you gonna let a bag stop you, bro? Like, yeah, yeah. It's people. At, it's people I, I, I know at home that's that's hungry to be here. I'm yeah. hungry. Yeah. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You gonna let a bag stop you? Like, you listen. I've been preparing for this for this opportunity. There ain't nothing gonna stop me. Yeah. Ain't nothing. So when I got on the plane, they say, hey, "Listen, my flight was leave at ten forty-five, and then ten forty-five came. They said they can't find the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> they said they can't find the pilot. Yo, this Spike Lee right here. He want to do the story too. God damn. Right. <laughs> Kurt, they said, "Hey, it's, I'm sorry, guys. Well." The pilot hasn't. We have. We can't find the pilot. We know. We know the flights will leave at ten forty-five. So if you have to collect the flights, you can get off right now. It's it's ten forty-five, eleven fifteen. They can't find a pilot, Kurt, and I gotta go to Kansas City. And so I'm I'm just I'm in my head. I'm laughing because I'm like, Lord, ain't nothing gonna stop what you got planned. Like I'm good. Like I done went through too much stuff for to you to get, stop. Me. Yeah. Like, I got Christ on my side. I'm good. Yeah. So, I, um. So like I said, I got to the workout, and you know, people saying, well, Reem. You're 34, or you haven't played in a couple times in a couple years, and X, Y, and Z. And so, I don't. You don't told me so much, so much. You don't doubted me so much that when I was working out, I was preparing for what you were saying to combat what you were saying. And the Lord was preparing me for what I was in store. So I went to this workout, and uh, just going, just out of preparation. We talked about preparation when I got there. It was like, let's go. I was excited before. I, before every time I work, I'm laughing. Just excited to be here. And then afterwards, we got on a we got on a call with my agent and all the other guys. They they showed all the other guys the numbers. They said, you know what, Reem, your numbers is the best, or if not the top, out of everybody that worked out. And the agent said, Reem, hey, Huggy, you look better than everybody. And it's just like I would like not for nothing. Like I'm expect the Lord been preparing me. So I should expect the Lord to have me ready for when the time comes. I've been preparing. Absolutely. You know I've been preparing. Like it's, it's it's my time now. Absolutely. Like, so it's time to go, Kurt. Like God is moving in my in my life, my wife's life. It's it's time to go. Well, so, well, well, I'm gonna tell you, you know, I'm not a religious man, as you can tell with my, <laughs> you know, shit and dirt analogy. But yeah. what I do All know, good. I do know this for sure. Uh faith without works is dead. It's is dead. And, you know, you have exhibited that on the highest level. <clears throat> and um, with that being said, I just want to, you know, I've been rooting for you since I met you. You know what I Appreciate mean? We only met yeah. a couple months ago. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and anything that 
I can do moving forward. Shout out to Karee, who is uh yeah, who's been working with you, known that brother for a long time. You know, a uh, shout out to you for all that you've been through and persevering. Uh, I wrote I wrote a I wrote a caption when I when I did the flyer that you got a relationship with perseverance and you refuse to let her go. You know what yeah. I mean? And what what I what I hope with this story is that people hear it young and old and they get the they 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 get that energy to move past and to work through whatever it is they 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 they're going through. And yeah. listening to your story, I'm about to do a thousand push-ups, you know, run the <laughs> stairs. I'm gonna go hit that hill right there behind uh Irvington General Hospital with yeah. the old Irvington General Hospital. And I'm I'm praying that, you know, once you get back to where you belong, that God surrounds you with people that's gonna keep you in the right space, that's gonna keep you in the right frame of mind, and is gonna put you in a position to be successful on and off and off the field. Uh, before this time runs out, my brother, I just want to say thank you, you know, for sharing your story. Uh, for any agent or any general manager, any coach that's watching right now, you know, and that will see this, uh, that they can see that you're a stand-up guy, not only on the mm -hmm. field, but off the field, and that, you know, when you get back to the league, bruh, don't forget about the kid. Don't forget about all them kids you work with down at Irvington High. And keep God first, and you're going to be all right, as you well know. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming out and, uh, you know, witnessing this special edition of Tuned In. Uh, he's the first professional athlete I ever interviewed, and I'm glad that it was him because he's inspired myself, and I'm sure – that I've I seen some people praising and putting their hands up and whatnot, you know what I mean? And I was doing it myself. You know, for those of you who are religious, please forgive my analogy. <laughs> it's all good, Kirk. You know what I mean? But good. Uh, good brother, listen, we're going to talk off the air for everybody who tuned in. I'm greatly appreciative. You know, send some positive vibes and some prayers towards my good brother, Kareem Huggins. You know, AKA Huggy. I'm not calling you Huggy, bro. That's like when it's, Cedric the Entertainer said, I'm not about to call oh, no man yeah. delicious. I ain't yeah, calling right, no man. Bro. This is K. Langevine. He's Kareem Huggins. This is Tuned In. And we are signing off until next time. Ladies and gentlemen, peace and stay blessed. Peace. Appreciate peace. it. Peace. I got to be the glove.